Totally would. We'd, we'd, we'd wear uh, uh, matching ugly sweaters, you know, uh, that's maybe the Star Wars, maybe Mandalorian, the, the baby or the something. The baby? You mean there. Baby Yoda? It's not just any baby, Corey. <laughs> I know. Ev- everyone's, they've completely locked into that whole Baby Yoda thing. I mean, it's funny, like, like no one from, like, at all from Star Wars has come out and said that, like, hey, this isn't Yoda, you know? Well, I've looked it up, and everybody's like, uh like... No, I mean, well, no one knows. This is it. This is all there is. There's no, there's no, like, extended universe uh, canon on this. This is completely, like, we as a society are watching it unfold, like, in front of our eyes, you know? And obviously, they haven't come out and said, like, what the baby's name is, because in the story, we don't know it yet. So, you know... Like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. crazy, but um, yeah. I love it, man. Did you, did you, have you guys watched the newest episode yet? We did. I don't want to spoil it for people who might not have yeah. watched it, but it, it's good. It gets, I think it gets better every, I don't know. I don't want to say better and better every episode. I think everything is just, okay. It's so like the first two were like, whoa. But then the ones here, I feel like we're coasting, but they're still really good. That's, that's my general like vibe right now. It has like a... Yeah, because because there's so far hasn't been, you know, yeah, let's stay away from spoilers, but mm-hmm. just broad strokes. There hasn't been like a, a huge, like overarching story yet. Yeah. So all the episodes yeah. kind of feel very like sort of standalone, very like just very, I mean, as long as you know the setup of the Mandalorian and, and his quote unquote package, mm-hmm. then every episode, like the one we just watched yesterday could have happened before the one previous. Like there's no indication of what like the timeline is on it. And that kind of, it makes me feel, to me, it feels like just a live action cartoon and Mm. specifically the Clone Wars because they kind of, you know, there was sometimes there was overarching story arcs and stuff, but there were also a lot of episodes that just were standing on their own and just told like a little story inside that episode. And that was Did you watch all of the Clone Wars? How many, of course, he's shaking his head. Yes. How many seasons (laughs) were in um, I think uh, off the top of my head, I think it was five wow. or something like that. But yeah, I watched them all. Um, I will say this. It it took about uh, two seasons for it to kind of find its mm-hmm. stride. And I, I would say to kind of get good. Um, but then by the time it ended, it was just the most pan- fantastic piece of Star Wars material I'd ever seen. And uh, like honestly, like... Uh, Clone Wars, uh, all of Rebels, like like Rebels hit the ground running. It it took no time to like build up. It was mm-hmm. good from the get go, and uh, and now the Mandalorian are probably like my three of my favorite just Star Wars, you know, things like stories, you know, and like I, I I'm so glad that we have the prequels, whether people like them or not. I'm so glad that we have the prequels because they gave us the Clone Wars cartoon, and to me, the Clone Wars cartoon is the prequels to the like i almost view the prequel movies as like supplemental sort of tertiary material to the clone wars and rebels itself okay so the prequels they help you better understand star wars but it's not the other way around right like you don't need those prequels in order to understand any sort of like yeah yeah i mean you, you really don't yeah yeah i mean no i mean because the original trilogy kind of stood on its own on its own feet but you know i i gotta say my wife and i um you know we're we are up to force Awakens, so we just finished return of the jedi so we watched everything in order you know one two three then we did solo rogue one uh and then we've done four five and six four five six being you know new hope empire strikes back and return of the jedi and you know it was interesting going first off Rogue One going 
right up to you know budding up right up to a new mm-hmm. hope is just fantastic it works so perfectly but like it was neat seeing like because the last thing we see of Anakin is him turning into Darth Vader. And especially if you watch like Rogue One, you take out Solo and you just watch Rogue One right after uh, the Revenge of the Sith. It's almost like I I was looking at Vader in Rogue One, but I was looking at him as Anakin in armor. Do you know what I mean? I was like, that's, I was like, that's Anakin. Yeah. And it just, it, you know, and obviously I've seen all these movies a gazillion times and it's just neat to kind of put it in that perspective when you've, when I've just spent, you know, three movies with him as Anakin, I I watched his downfall. Mm -hmm. I watched him turn into Darth Vader. And then, you know, within a few days we watch Rogue One and it's like, okay, there, there is, there's no disconnect there. It's like, it's like, oh, I see, I see, you know, Anakin like inside that armor, like in my mind's yeah. eye, sort of like, and I'm like, that's it. Just makes it sadder. You just realize, you know, how how he's how he fell from grace, and it kind of just it makes you realize that it's it, it's just such a tragic story of his character. Do you need like to see what happens between when Anakin first becomes Darth Vader and when we see him in A New Hope? Um, do you need, like, are you as like a Star Wars viewer, do you need that to know what happened or do you feel like they pretty much explain it? Yeah, no, I honestly, I don't, I, I would say I don't need to see it because I'd rather just fill it in with my imagination. But, um, you know, Marvel has been putting out some, some really good Darth Vader comic books. Now, uh, they take place, the first like series, uh, takes place between, um, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back because there's like a, in the movie itself, there's supposed to be like three-ish years uh, in between the first Star Wars movie, you know, and, and and Empire Strikes Back when they're on, you know, Hoth and everything. And, you know, Han and, and Leia are having that fight, and he talks about, you know, uh, uh, leaving the Rebellion because he's got to go take care of his debts because that bounty hunter they ran into on Ord Medell sort of, like, kind of, you know, brought him back to reality. And, uh, you know, because all that stuff, like, you know, is, 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 like, you know, we don't know. Like, we don't know what happened on Ord Mandel. And, you know, they've, of course, told those stories in the old Dark Horse extended universe stuff, but mm-hmm. that's all not canon anymore. So, okay, what's canon? Because uh, they Disney. said it somewhere um, else, and you said it here, and I was like, then I heard it again, and I was like, okay, what is canon? I was pretending like I knew before. I have no idea what that means. So, so canon, like when you refer to mm-hmm. something as, as canon, is uh, according to the dictionary, is uh, a collection or list of sacred books accepted as genuine. So like basically, you know, the stories that are in the Bible huh. are considered canon, and then the stories about Jesus that are not in the Bible are not canon, right? So, so, and so, oh. so in Disney terms, in Star Wars terms, what is canonical Um Way back in the day, it was like Star Wars and then all the comic books and all the books and all the video games were all canonical, meaning they all really happened in that universe, meaning they you should you should accept it all as fact as 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 whatever, you know, as as this is the truth. Like it'll never be taken away from you. Exactly. Until Disney bought Star Wars and took it all away, like billions upon billions of pages of of, you know, um, Star Wars stories, comic books, and, and and novels. I mean, you go into to the bookstore and you see gazillions mm-hmm. of Star Wars no- novels. And um, when Disney purchased Star Wars, they didn't want to deal with all that BS. They're like, no, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna sift through all this, and you know. So to and so they said, you know what, guys and gals, these are all called like you know the ex- legends or something like that. Just hey, it's fun. It exists. We all enjoyed it, but now. What Disney considers canon is the only thing prior to Disney's purchase is the movies, um, Clone Wars, the cartoon, Rebels, the cartoon, and that's it. So the Disney movies are, I'm sorry, the so the episode films, episodes one through Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, the Return of the Jedi, Clone Wars cartoons, and um, uh, Rebels. And everything else, all the other books and everything they're okay with their their writers and everything and in creators like mining the material for stuff like we're now seeing mm-hmm. characters that were introduced in Star Wars novels coming into the shows 
And but now once they're in the show, now they're canon. But now but they their their origin stories are not. So now everything Disney produces is canon. Uh, all the comic books that they are now producing under Marvel banner as opposed to the Dark Horse banner, these are all considered canon. And all the new books that they are producing are considered canon. So they're building now their own like sort of library until a hundred years from now when the Whalen Utani Corporation purchases Disney mm-hmm. and erases everything and does their own thing. But for right now, you know what I mean? For right now, only thing that's canon post Disney are the movies and the cartoons, the newer cartoons. All right. And 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 the only thing that, that even matters is is that maybe, just maybe we could see character somebody from Rebels or Clone Wars, the cartoons showing up in the rise of Skywalker the last movie because they are really pushing home that they that this final movie is going to tie in the prequels the original trilogy era and the sequel era and if they're going to dive into the prequels then they may be pulling some somebody out we may see somebody from one of the Clone Wars cartoons or something but who, who knows you know I mean I, that's just speculation on my end how do you fit that all into your head I, well I mean I don't have a job so you know <laughs> okay okay this is my job <laughs> this is your- Yes. And on that note, welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess. <laughs> I'm the Uber Star Wars geek, Corey. <laughs> we love you, Corey. I mean, it, the sad thing is, you, I mean, you asked the question, yes. and I, I don't know where to like end it. I know. I'm like, I just start talking, and I, I see you, and I can. You're like, okay, okay, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> I get it. I'm trying to wrap this no, up. No, you're like, I can't wrap it up. It's just a constant like monologue in your head. Just... <laughs> it just vomits just out. <laughs> no, I love it. We promised everyone uh, Star Wars something in every single episode. It just happens. It just happens. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> no, no, I don't want you to. That's, that's our thing. <laughs> And especially now that, like, you know, Baby Yoda is, like, in the zeitgeist and, like, you know, even my mom knows what it is. Well, all right, I, I shouldn't throw my mom under the bus. She actually likes Star Wars. Um, but I should say even my dad knows what it is. I, ironically, my dad's not the Star Wars fan. It's, uh, it's my mom. Um, yeah, so we're, and we're going to go see Rise of Skywalker with her because she'll be uh, in town. So I got to get tickets. Oh, that'll yeah. be sweet. That'll be so yeah, sweet. Because I've actually been, uh-huh. um, that's been our thing. We've been watching every Star Wars movie like at Christmas time. Uh, so like I saw Rogue One in the theater with her. I saw Last Jedi. I saw Force right. Awakens. So now we're going to watch this one. So the holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of holiday specials. Today we are reviewing DC's holiday special from the good old wonderful year to 2009. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah, guys, yeah, probably your first thought is probably like, what? That's so random. Yeah, it's it's a one shot issue of a comic. It's like 60 pages. Uh, it's got 10 short stories in it that range anywhere from uh, any any one of them could be either five pages or just one page. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of them that are one page. Um, and oh, yeah. Yeah, truth be told, the reason we're doing this one is because I had it on my comiXology and it was free. And we didn't have, like, we were trying to figure out, like, another uh, holiday, holiday one. That was hard. It was everything was, yeah. like, one issue. Or the Ghostbusters one, wasn't that, like, one issue or something? Well, yeah, well, but then I discovered that even though it says it's a, it's a holiday issue, for them, it's a Halloween issue. Amazing. So, like... I, I was an idiot, and I was like, hey, Tess, let's do these two, because uh, we were going to do, like, uh, maybe a double-sized um, episode or something, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, Tess, let's do these two, and then, like, you know, right when we're about to go, you know, read the comics, I look, and I was like, oh, it's the Ghostbusters one's Halloween, not <laughs> Christmas, so, Well, yeah. you guys, you, you should know for a fact now, we have picked the top two holiday comic books in the whole world. We're reviewing them right here <laughs> on this podcast this month. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was hard topping mm-hmm. Klaus and then yeah. Batman Returns. Like, like truthfully, um, I I know a lot of like you know, obviously Batman: The Long Halloween, and I'm sure that there's other Batman stories that have you know comic book stuff. But also at the same time, I didn't want us to do another Batman thing. But right? here, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, we love Batman. He's just gonna we pop do. up. 
<laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. And he'll, he'll pop up in here too, which is, which yeah. is cool. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> long story short, we picked this one because it was the easiest, most readily available thing that both Tess and I could like read together. Um, but it, but it's fun. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, exactly. But it's fun. But it's also like on top of all the other things we have to do this month and you're like getting your house ready. I'm like doing holiday shopping. I'm like, Corey, pick one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Not gonna, not gonna lie. Uh, another aspect of it is, yeah, uh, we're both starting to get, feel that time crunch right now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and let's just put it out there real quick, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this will be our last episode of the year. Um, I think, cause I think the, you know, this will come out, then the following week will be Christmas. And then the following week, like Wednesday is January 1st. Mm -hmm. So even though Tess and I will probably record the, the weekend prior and it'll still be December for us, uh, technically I think our next episode will come out first of the year, yeah. uh, January 1st. So mm -hmm. this is the last one for, for Christmas and we're going to do, it's going to be a little freeform style. We're not going to break down each individual story. Um, we're, we're basically going to, count down our top three favorite stories in in this issue uh, and just see where the conversation goes when we talk about it and whomever picks whatever story they'll just give the the breakdown of it and you know if we don't touch on other stories that are in this issue then you guys can just go you know pick it up and, and read it for yourself and it'll be a surprise or you can assume that we didn't care much for those said stories <laughs> and, and just move on with your life however you want to do it <laughs> however you want to do it but don't move on with your life quite yet we have to tell you our top three <laughs> <laughs> oh you're out come on yeah. bye everybody this is a nice little 20 minute episode yeah. of us ranting about star wars we are what a year what a year <laughs> so Corey, this is our this is the our inaugural year of uh, our show. Yeah, I know, I know. And and as I as as I was as it was coming out of my mouth talking about how this is the last show of the year, I was like, maybe it should have been like a more of a year in wrap up episode. But uh, oh well. wrap up, get it? Because you wrap the year. Never mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll be here all night. I've always got your back. You do. You do, buddy. All right, core. You wanna you wanna start with your number three? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So my number three, which I didn't write down the title, but it's the only one with Huntress. So it's like two pages, and basically somebody steals something. Oh man, I'm like forgetting the synopsis because I wrote it down. My goodness. Yeah, it's like somebody steals something and she teaches them a lesson. But the reason why I liked it, because I was like, I've never seen Huntress before. And I am a sucker for girl superheroes. Do you know who Huntress is? I have no idea. Uh, uh, Yes. I mean, I know who she in is, is as I as in I know that she exists and like, you know, she's actually going to be in the uh, the new Birds of Prey movie. What? Um, not looking like this. This is um and yeah, guys and gals, this is 2009. So her oh. this is not rebirth. This is, uh, I guess, new 52 back back then. So um, her, her design is that uh, the the sort of the black and the purple with the midriff showing and kind of has the uh, the Wolverine sort of mask. Yes. Uh, that That's what the Huntress uh, uh, that, that we're looking at basically mm -hmm. in this issue. Yeah. Um, I found it. She's it's cool. The, yeah, it's, it's Huntress and none of your nights. OK, now I can tell you because I'm seeing a couple panel there's a lot there's a lot to this book there's a lot of stories so basically this little kid who's african-american he goes into a bakery and the baker's like you're gonna shoplift aren't you get out of this store and then another guy comes in he's like an older gentleman he's a white guy and he's like hi would you like some extra this and that and he's like give me your money and the huntress is like see i told you what does the huntress even have to do with it Oh, she gets after the bad guy. Oh, yeah, no, she gets the bad guy. He's on the ground. He, she might have killed him. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> Actually, the, uh, the, the, the boy tripped him um, as he's running. The, the kid trips him, which is essentially, basically, Huntress doesn't do anything in this issue. Uh, actually, the boy <laughs> who the, um, the owner kicked out yeah. uh, is the one that kind of saved the day. Okay, so why is she there? Is she like a fairy godmother? I mean, I think she's there to to bring to, to it's you know the story is still every issue is sort of like superheroes you know right. so she's kind of she's the narrator uh, of the of that story and she's kind of like um, you know she's there to just to well she's there she scares the 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 bank robber in running and she's and he looks behind himself to see and doesn't see the kid tripper basically. Mm -hmm. she, 
she's there as, as a MacGuffin, essentially. <laughs> the story's about the kid, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. But I did like her outfit. I like the purple. Um, that's the reason why that's number three. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's nothing nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't truly know too much about her. Um, I actually, the next character that I'm going to talk about, I actually don't know much about either. They don't, they use a lot of like B and C level characters in this. Like it's, yeah, there's a story with Batman. Yeah, there's a story with, with Superman. Um, but then there's a lot of characters that aren't like sort of mainstream characters. And I'm just I, like, I know who they are, but I don't really know much about them. So right. like, for example, the Huntress. I just know she's a vigilante. Um, you know, she she uses crossbows. That's kind of her thing, uh, like handheld crossbows. And I don't believe she kills, but she might. I, and I'm <laughs> 90% sure that her dad was a mafia member. Like, And she basically uh, started out by getting revenge on him and killing like his mafia people. That's what I think is how she started. Okay. Um, so my number three is the one that follows it. It's a oh. ragman in seeing the light. And it's basically this uh the superhero ragman who ragman. is fight yeah, he's cool looking, and the art is awesome in this one. And uh, basically, it's kind of like a retelling of the story of the menorah. And, oh yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And it's cool, and and you know, for me, it's like as growing up Catholic and everything. I I honestly don't know anything about, uh, or I don't know much about uh, Judaism and and the menorah and or, or lighting the menorah and whatnot. So honestly, I not only just enjoyed the artwork in this issue, but I enjoyed the little bit of knowledge that I got. Right. Uh, with the with the backstory of of what happened and and everything, so I thought I was like that's neat, and it's it's also neat seeing a, a story that's not about uh, uh you know Santa Claus, right? That's true. I thought this was um gosh, forgive me, Robin, not Robin Hood, but what's the equip Green Arrow, Green Arrow, yeah, the equivalent to Robin Hood in the comic books. I thought it was Green Arrow, but it's Ragman. Well, yeah, but uh, it, so. He's got. He does have powers, and they are tied to his rags. Something about the souls of the damned, or something, are in those rags. There's something about it, and I believe it's something religious. Um, I'm sure people can fill us in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to answer your thing about Green Arrow, you'll notice that green is a very popular color in the DC universe. Hmm. You've got Green Lantern, right? Green Arrow, Ragman is green. There is, they've tried to like do some mythos in the DC universe behind the color green. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason for it. I don't particularly know it that well. Again, I was never a big DC kid growing up. I was always a big Marvel, Marvel kid. kid. That's yeah. why some of these characters I'm not too familiar with. Gotcha. But uh, DC has a, has a fascination with green. That's for sure. Interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah. No, that's start, okay. We need to start doing more Mar Marvel comic books. Yeah, we've we've been yeah we've been uh, dipping into DC lately, which is fun. I mean, yeah. I enjoy it, and you know, and, and yeah, guys and gals, you're you're getting some insight into um um you know like our our heads, and yeah, like you know, we, you can enjoy a comic book and not know everything about the character, right? Like yeah, you that's can true. you can read a story and be like, cool, that's neat. I still don't know anything about that character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh uh this is definitely dipping into areas that I'm not terribly familiar with. Well, that's okay too, because like when I was first getting into comic books, you know, way back in uh, January 2019, um, and I we'd go to the comic book store like every weekend and sometimes I'd just be like, Who's this person? And my husband's like, I don't know, that's a new character. Why don't you read it? And I'm like, huh. And I literally, it's just be, I judged it by the book by its cover. And you can do that with comic books. Yeah. It's like, just read yes. about it. Go for it. Mm -hmm. And this is great because, honestly, this is a lot of fun because uh, you get introduced to a lot of different characters in a short amount of time. And you can be like, oh, That's this true. person I find interesting. This person I don't really find interesting. This artist I like. This artist I don't like. Um Honestly, you're the issue. Uh, I'm sorry, the the story with the Huntress that that you did like, I didn't because I did not like that artist at all. Mm, so gotcha, gotcha. Uh, that that was a that was a hard like barrier for me to get past. For and I'm such a and as an artist, I'm a, I'm a visual medium kind of guy. Mm -hmm. If I if I don't like the artist on a book, I I have a hard time getting yeah. past that. Same, same. There's some there are like two or three stories in here I just skipped over because I couldn't stand how wordy it was. How I don't know, sometimes when it gets too complicated about, like, war and 
tactics or something and I'm like eh, I'm out but yeah the art if the art just I can't stand it the first couple panels I try but it's it's just it's just a no-go even if it's different it's like oh this is different I see what you tried but for me this is like I need loud colors and well other than like Hellboy Mike Mignola I mean there were a lot of colors but it was super simple but he did it in such a great way I really enjoyed it so I don't know it's just whatever comes my way I decide right then if I like the art or not <laughs> well, it's funny that you, yeah, you mentioned about Mike Mignola's artwork is is simpler. It's uh, it's funny. I think I think when when people get to more of a master level of their craft, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the work doesn't show. Like a lot of, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people cover up bad art with a lot of different lines and shadows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mignola uses very few lines. He uses a lot of shadows, yeah. but he, he, you know, it, he doesn't feel the need to have to scribble in every single place you know it to, to to keep your eye away from the party doesn't want you to see i don't know that's uh that's just a little observation i have that's true that's true you're right you're right all right i'm gonna move on to number two so it's the one where beast boy gets adopted which oh i like that one yeah, it's like it's called the beast boy who hated christmas a tale of the doom patrol so i'm not quite sure who the girl is yes so so yeah, real quick. Yeah. Um, you probably know Beast Boy uh, in Teen Titans. Yeah, uh, I mean it, this is the same Beast Boy, but in 2009 he was just teamed up with uh, Doom Patrol. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I was not reading DC back then. <laughs> I don't know if if uh, Teen Titans didn't exist or, or whatnot. You'll also notice that Wonder Woman is nowhere in here in this thing. So I I don't think Wonder. I don't think she was. She might have been dead at the time. I don't think she was like sort of around. Um. Not 100% sure, okay. but um, yeah, so Doom Patrol is, uh, they actually have a show on that DC uh, streaming yeah. service. Mm-hmm. Um, they are basically DC's version of the X-Men. Uh, they are a okay. weird family of oddball mutants, and this is just another iteration of them. You you will see, over the course of the rest of your life reading comics, you will see DC and Marvel do this all the time. You know, one person has, has the Atom. The other person has Ant-Man. One person has is Hawkeye. The other person has Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, they always are using the same type of characters, flipping them, doing whatever, and then inevitably one of them is more popular than the other. And it doesn't ever mean that that's the first one to come out. But long story <laughs> short, Doom Patrol is the X-Men of the DC Universe. They're oddballs, and they have mutant powers. The girl is like, I, th- I think she can elasticize or something. Yes, I think it's Elastigirl, yeah. actually. I think her, because I, I, th- I remember thinking, like, isn't that from The Incredibles? So, or Elastic Girl or something. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, basically, that uh, one of the two people of the, well, two people out of the Doom Patrol, they're married, and uh, Beast Boy doesn't have anybody for Christmas, and he's fourteen, and uh, he lives with this terrible person, uh, his like caregiver or something. So the girl's like, "Hey, he has four more years with him. How can how can we let this happen?" And her husband's like, "Fine." Um, and so she's like, "Hey, Beast Boy, let's uh, be part of our family. Yay!" And I'm like, "Oh, that's so cute." Yeah. And they basically just adopt him, right? <laughs> I like I like my uh, stories without my script, where it's like, and she was like, yeah, and then I was like, oh, and then, then oh. That's what I'm going to do from now on. Just kind of riff it. <laughs> love it. I love it. What'd you, uh, what'd you like most about it? Oh, I just like the happy ending. It's like a really yeah. good like little holiday happy ending. Like, oh, and they all lived happily ever after. Yeah. But that was, uh, and the artwork was freaking cool. It was like, yeah. And I'm curious where that artist is because I want to read whatever he or she is uh, drawn. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they're doing something uh, the, still, or I don't know where they are now, but yeah, I'm sure they're <laughs> working on something. But I'm with you. That artwork is fantastic, and I'm sure people are yelling at our at their uh, at their in their car about uh, who's uh, the artist? Who's the Just artist? Tell us. Oh, I got it. J- John Boy Myers. John Boy, J-O-N-B-O-Y Myers. And the writer is Sterling Gates. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, John Boy Myers. I, I don't know them offhand. Me neither. Uh, that that name is fantastic. John <laughs> I love Boy. that name. Maybe it's a stage name. 
<laughs> yeah, it could be. But I like that story, too. I, I enjoyed it, and the artwork in it was just absolutely amazing. It was really cool. Just, it's, I think it's probably the best artwork in, in the entire thing, yeah. per, personally. Yeah, I agree. We'll post um, a screenshot of this because it's just so awesome. Yeah, we should definitely uh, – we'll, we'll post some screenshots uh, on our Instagram and social media and everything, uh, especially for the ish, like the stories that we're, we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So you guys might want to – yeah, use that as like supplemental material if you don't actually yeah. have this particular issue. Visuals. <laughs> for visuals. Yeah, I know. It is a we are we are talking about a visual medium inside of an auditory medium or an aud- audible medium. Whoa. You know what I mean? Nice. It's, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have to get really good at adjectives. <laughs> you know what's sad? I don't even know what an adjective is. It's a description of a noun, so it's like a Nice. a pretty day or a cute dog or a brown dog the the brown is the adjective okay oh thank you, yeah. thank you. you're welcome yeah, grammar yeah, I, was... I can teach you something yeah oh i i stink at grammar as, <laughs> as far as like knowing what things are like what is an adverb what's an adjective as you can see i don't know i <laughs> can't wait to you know try to teach my kid uh all this kind of stuff when i don't even know it myself yeah you're just gonna <laughs> point at myra be like go ask mom I don't know. exactly go ask mom yeah. i don't know my husband can't um, get the yours and yours right and he's like he'll say something really sweet and then it'll be like something something your that just spelled wrong yeah like, y-o-u-r instead of y-o-u apostrophe r-e and i'm like this is adorable and i promised myself i would never be with someone who couldn't define your and your but you're just so dang cute (laughs) even when you mess up your yours it's kind of cute too so whatever you know what what do they say you know you 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 love a person for their faults like that you know that's (laughs) yeah <laughs> oh god. I know I have a million, so I'm sure my <laughs> wife loves me so much. She does. She does. Uh, um, okay. My yes. uh second story that I enjoyed is Dead Man in Unbearable Loss. Is that and, the black and white one? Uh it's no, it's darker. It's more minimal, darker colors, but it's the lady so basically um a lady whose kid grows up to, I guess, be the scarecrow. I don't know this little backstory on this particular female character, but apparently she's the mom of the Batman villain, the scarecrow. And she goes and goes to commit suicide by basically jumping off, you know, the roof of a building. And as as it's happening, this character called Dead Man, his power is he's literally dead. Um, he's kind of like stuck here, like sort of that in-between life and death sort of thing. And uh, he can go inside your body, and he basically just tries to help people by going inside their their body. Mm-hmm. And he used to be, <laughs> because DC Comics loves this, he used to be a high-flying acrobat, right? Oh, yeah. I saw that part. Just, yeah, just just like Dick Grayson. So oh, yeah. It's, it's hilarious. It's, it's funny. Um, but basically, as she's falling, he jumps into her body, makes her do a somersault, and basically kind of like land in the water, like in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess she's over by the docks or something. And... Um, you know, he's kind of talking to her, but she's like in ghost form while her body's floating. And, you know, he she's like, are you going to take me into the light? And he's like, no, you need to basically see the light in this world. Mm. And you need to see that, you know, you're you're here, you know, for a reason. You're here to help people. And um, as her as she's hugging, like her ghost is hugging dead man. Uh, this kid jumps in the water to save her. And this kid is homeless that you saw at the beginning yeah. of the issue. You find out that he's like this homeless kid, but he's always a good kid, apparently. And he pulls her out. He saves her. And, you know, like a couple of days later, she's just walking around, you know, and, and thinking about everything, how nothing's really changed. Why did she get brought back? And then she saw the kid living in a um, in a little box and she, she's kind of kind of brings him a you know she's like do you want to go you know grab a meal basically yeah and and now that you know and so now she basically you see why she was saved was to help this kid now you know mm-hmm. which is so sweet they're all like little holiday things and it's not like and most of these it's about like the heroes kind of helping other people i guess because uh it's uh, it's, uh, it's that time of year but yeah i like the message in this because there's like a whole panel where it says choose life yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. No, it's 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 very. I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was thoughtful. Um, you know, and I, I felt like it didn't. It didn't pander. Like it. It was. It was. It was. It was 
thoughtfully executed yeah. is, is what I, I I should say. And uh, yeah, I very much just very much enjoyed it. Uh, you know, and it seems like it's kind of dark, you know, like a sort of a dark story, but it's, it's not actually. It's a beautiful story. It's 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 kind of amazing. So mm-hmm. I was very moved by it, I should say. I did think because I didn't see Dead Man at first. I did think this was like the Martian or is it Red Tornado? That- oh, Martian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Martian Manhunter, he's kind of has, yeah, I see what you're saying. The artist who kind of um, is drawing Dead Man is giving him these like big uh, eyebrow pieces, kind of like Martian Manhunter has. Yeah. I totally see where you get that from. And you're 100% correct. Uh, red Tornado has a red costume with that big, like hood, weird collar yeah, thing. Collar, yeah. that weird thing on it, you know. Yeah. Um, yes, you're 100% right in that as well. DC, again, has a fascination with that weird collar thingy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, it actually looks kind of evil, but it's not. Yeah, and he's not. He's a good guy, which is cool. But yeah, he definitely has like a, yeah, a, a, a weird look to him. And, you know, you think that he might be a bad guy, but he's actually not. Yeah, which is awesome. And it's and it's funny. Um, I'll just throw it out now. Uh, my least favorite story is the next one. It's the <gasps> one, uh, Red Tornado. That's my number one. Oh, my God. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I, I honestly what the heck were the chances of that i was not expecting Maybe they were that. usually on the same page okay can i just say go ahead no tell me go ahead what is because i love the red tornado i love his costume and he's not in his costume at all in this in this story right but he's, he's like, like he's home, just his he's, bald human version he's and a I'm dad like, I know, but he's like Red Tornado, and and I'm just gonna put this on record. Red Tornado, he's got a silly costume, but as far as DC Comics and classic costumes go, he is one of my all time favorite superhero costumes of all time. Oh, really? So, okay. So the fact that I don't even get to see him at all in costume in this just stunk. That just stunk <laughs> for me. You don't want to know what he looks like, but you don't want like a. You know what? We didn't get a. We need a like a whole just Bruce Wayne one because this is basically what this was. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a Bruce Wayne one, but except it's with Red Tornado. And and spoiler alert: Red Tornado without his costume looks lame. <laughs> just this bald, big old guy. He's still wearing red, and he's got the high collar still. But uh, yeah, it's so lame. It's so so lame. this adorable story is about <laughs> is about. I'm, red- I'm gonna sip on my beer. Yeah, I know. I just saw you sipping. That's funny. Um, it's about Red Tornado. He goes into the store and everybody's like, I want this toy. Give me this toy. This, my kid needs this toy and this toy. I gotta get home. My kid's gonna kill me. Wah, wah, wah. And Red Tornado's like, no. And he basically tornadoes all of the sun, the like snow um, to cover the toy store so nobody can get out. And he's like trying to teach them a lesson to uh to enjoy christmas and the holidays he was like trying to get them to calm the f down basically but it didn't work which is the funny part maybe it's not maybe it's not my favorite well i think it's funny i'm gonna think i'm sticking with it Corey. (laughs) and so then he comes home and he's got his hot wife and his cute kid and he's like his kid's like dad it's christmas and he's like let's go see what santa got you and she's like nah this is my gift and it's you and they're like oh and i'm like oh so cute and so that's my review (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i mean all that happened (laughs) yeah it did i do think it's pretty funny he's like i know what to do and he like tornadoes all of the snow onto the store and he's like, oh, that'll teach him a lesson. And then I was like, but you're stuck in there now. That sucks. Well, it didn't even work. It didn't even work. They couldn't it even, didn't like, even work. They couldn't even make it to where it worked. He was just like, didn't work. Going home. <laughs> I'm glad we brought this one up. That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, okay. and what's your number one? <laughs> Uh, I think my number one might, uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's your least favorite one or not. I watch it be, that'd be hilarious. I think it might be. Um, I like the one that was, uh, Sergeant Rock. Um, it's a, it's called a peace on earth and it's basically, uh, Sergeant Rock is this world war two, 
um, uh, action guy. It, that's all it was. He didn't have any powers or anything. He was just a. They just made like World War Two stories like way back in the day, right? Okay. And he was just a comic book character from that time. And it's basically him carrying groceries or just kind of like walking through like basically a blown up part of town. And him and another soldier of like are like looking sort of down at their feet, and as they cross underneath a bridge, they look up and they realize that the other soldier realizes that he's German and you know he's uh-huh. a, he's an American. They both go to pull their guns and they both slip on the ice and fall, and then they both kind of like look at each other and laugh because obviously that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then they form a relationship under the bridge where they kind of just for like a few minutes they just drink, they smoke, and they exchange pictures and they talk talk about lost friends and where they're from and this and that and you know as they they go their separate way you know uh they look back and the germans like hey you know you know i'm i've been ordered to shoot on site enemies on site and i never i always follow orders and sergeant rock says so do i and so they both basically hear gunfire but then you cut back to the next page and they're looking at each other smiling but they're both holding their guns in the air so they can so they can not lie and say that they did shoot you know what i mean yeah that's true and um yeah and one guy just you know the german says merry christmas and uh he says merry christmas frank rock of pittsburgh pennsylvania and uh und frieden auf erden fritz i butchered that german but <laughs> uh <laughs> but he basically says you know merry christmas or peace on earth or whatever to you so um, I, I just thought that was an amazing little story and i thought that was really cool i also have like an affinity for you know, it's it happens in movies sometimes. You see it in books or whatever. But I like stories where, you know, I don't know, like the bounty hunter and the bounty kind of like get stuck somewhere and they have to like form a friendship or, mm-hmm. you know, two people on the opposite sides of the law have to like, you know, form some kind of friendship to do whatever. And there's like a mutual respect there. And I thought that was kind of neat. I, I like that. And it fits in with with this story and how, you know, these two guys could could find a moment in within the war to, you know, mm-hmm. not hate each other. Yeah. Basically. OK. Yeah, that is really sweet. I guess like the artwork was really off putting to me because it's basically just like a like sketches. Like if you that's basically I guess that's how you could describe it. It's really like, he does a really good job. He does. He like he it's it's very well done but yeah i was like Ugh, black and white mm. <laughs> see i i found the artwork to be absolutely amazing but the great thing about art is that it's subjective mm-hmm. so yeah if if you don't dig on it, it there's no you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's fine you know and then like i can uh, you know dislike an artist that you like that's the great thing about art is that we all have different opinions of it and uh for me personally the art in in this sergeant rock one was i thought it was just um, uh, amazing um and i'm quickly scrolling it was the art was done by oh god it's so small on my tablet that to zoom in <laughs> Oh, oh wow! It's a story and art are by uh, Billy Tucci. Oh. So he did the story and the artwork. So uh, and it's also it says inspired by a true story. Oh. So that's really cool. Okay, I like that one. I like that one, and it's kind of cool because it's like they're in the snow, so there doesn't really need to be any color. And if they did color, it would have like taken away from it, where it was just like. Hey guys, just focus on the story. Here's a light visual. And then, like the the next story right after it is uh, the one with the airplanes, the World War II airplane one. Yeah, that was my was, least favorite one. Honestly, it was not one of my favorites either. Um, and it was like it was the longest one in there, mm-hmm. and it was about like a, a a World War II German airplane pilot. Uh, actually, it's World War One. I. I apologize, <laughs> World War One airplane pilot. And um, and judging by like his fancy goggles and his design, I'm guessing he's like a Red Baron version. Like he's a comic book version of the Red Baron. Um, but like he f- basically they're going to leave lead an attack on on the Allies in the trenches uh, on Christmas Day. But then as him and his squadron fly over, he sees that the you know the French and the United Nations, you know, all the and the Germans, everyone is out in the no man's land. But they're all having basically a holiday celebration. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a ceasefire and. And, you know, and then he basically doesn't attack. He just draws his, his planes off and that's all it is. I just felt like it was a it was a just a, a build up for I, I get what they're trying to say oh, for nothing. Yeah. If, I mean, it wasn't for nothing. I, I get what it was trying to it was trying to show 
this moment where you know these soldiers got together for Christmas, and you know, and it's there's been stories of that like in in World War Two and whatnot, where like the uh, the fighting would stop for a short amount of time, so that like on Christmas, I I believe that this one might have been sort of inspired by true stories too, mm-hmm. where I I, th- I feel like I've heard something like this before, um, but I just felt like the the story right before it with Sergeant Rock and the yeah. two Germans did it better. I just felt like it was like, it, and then they put this one like right after. And I'm like, oh, but the one right before it did the same story better, which is like just the it's the idea of like camaraderie amongst enemies, you know, or amongst your enemies, love for for someone who's not, uh, you know, who's who's against you type of thing. Yeah, anything, anytime, I, like I love history, <clears throat> but anytime that it comes to wars, I just get so confused about who's mad at who, and I just zone out. Like I can't even do it. I can't even watch like good war movies. Except for Star Wars. That's the best war movie, let's be honest. But it's fantastical and, like, you know, outer-worldly. Where this one's like, human versus human was mad at the other human because the other human took all their money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I think that's probably what every war pretty much boils down to. Yeah, money, money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And power. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, and power. Mm-hmm. And, and yep, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's uh, yeah. Did, that that was your least favorite though, yeah. wasn't it? The that one. So we, we we touched on it. Does DC do this every year? I think so because I think I saw in there like there was a 2010 version mm-hmm. or or whatever. Um, I don't even know why I had this. I think I probably just bought it way back in the day. Um, and we we kind of like share uh what i have on comiXology so it's like okay cool uh that way we don't have to like since we're not in the same area tess and i don't have to like mail each other comics or something like we that. almost but, did um, that we almost yeah. did that <laughs> yeah, we almost had to do that <laughs> we probably still will have to do that yeah. at some point when we get to it but um yeah so it's it's uh it was fun it's a fun little holiday issue and you mm-hmm. know every story in it you know gets you in the holiday mood and in some way shape or form and you know there's neat little takes like the the superman one at the beginning with the golem you know yeah. that was kind of neat too the snow uh, golem or whatever it was yeah yeah the snow golem and and it's neat because uh, you know that's a that's like another like jewish kind of spin mm-hmm. you know on it mm-hmm. uh which is which is cool it doesn't have to be you know everything doesn't have to be santa claus or whatever um yeah. that's a good little gift for someone who loves comic books is like a holiday comic book oh did i tell you we got uh claus klaus claus did i tell you that did you pick up the uh the the physical copy of it yeah nice i can't remember if i mentioned this last podcast but there is a second like storyline I think you. I think we talked about it off air, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's or you texted me about it. But yeah, there's another. There's another book to it, right? Mm-hmm. But it didn't. It didn't look as good. It didn't look as good. No, it was just like uh, one-off stories. Whereas, like, I think the first one was better. But honestly, Claws may be the best holiday like comic book ever that I know of. <laughs> maybe I'm gonna say ever. I'm going with ever. <laughs> Might as well just double down yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked it. That was that was a lot of fun. And then doing like Batman Returns, mm-hmm. that that would that would, that was fun. I I want you know next year, I would like for the fans to kind of maybe give us a little direction. Yes. Maybe they can uh, uh, tell us what their favorite like holiday comics are, and we can go read that mm-hmm. because yeah, as you can tell, I I just think that there's there's probably a lot more Halloween comic books mm-hmm. to to kind of choose from then there are uh uh you know this like i mean you were looking on your app i was looking like actually like physically through like my comics i was looking through my comicsology mm-hmm. app and i was like i didn't think this was going to be this hard me neither i know? thought we have to pick you know yeah which one hmm yeah, and and that's not to say that it doesn't exist. There aren't more out there. It's just I we didn't. Neither of us had access to them, and we just didn't see you know where they were. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, we'll probably this time next year. We'll, let's let's we will give you guys a heads up, yeah. so that way you can start letting letting us uh, letting let. Why am I saying that weird? Letting us know. Letting us know. <laughs> letting us letting, know. Letting us know. What my inflection got <laughs> stuck for a second. <laughs> You got to keep that. You got to keep that in because I think I had a stroke. That was, I, I was like, let, let, now I can't even do it wrong now. Letting us know. Letting us know. There you go. I don't know what happened to my brain. Just, you need to be hit in the back of the head. Just like, go. Yeah. You know how you hit the side of the TV when you were a kid and somehow it yeah. You need that yeah. little. Oh. Donk. Yeah. I got stuck on something weird. Weird. When I worked um, in a grocery store, there was this kid who was like A B C D E F G G G G G G G G, and he just kept doing that over and over. And he needed a don't like. 
<laughs> I got. Uh, I was watching the thing the other night with Myra, because I was uh, did it for podcasting after dark, and I got a like a phrase from that stuck in my head, mm-hmm. and then I kept like just saying it like all the time, and then you know when you start doing that, then it just starts devolving, <laughs> and it doesn't even sound right anymore. But it's just like you get you get an earworm stuck yeah. in your head, and you just can't like stop saying it. Yeah, or you'll think of a word, you're like biscuit. That's such a weird way to say that biscuit. Like biscuit, biscuit. <laughs> My thing is like when you when you look at phrases that you've seen as a whole for so long, it's hard to look at them individually. So like uh-huh. to me, the name Empire Strikes Back is just one like word, uh-huh. like you know what I mean. But like when you break it down, the Empire Strikes back and i'm like oh yeah it is like four <laughs> separate up? words in there it's it's not just one string strung out word like i say in a world of hashtags yeah that one's not not it's yeah. a real saying uh movie title yeah exactly <laughs> uh so since this is uh the last one before christmas what are your what are your and john's plans for the holidays oh we're staying home for the most part because next year is a big travel year we didn't realize how many places we actually have to go so we're like hey let's just Day in this year. Yeah, what do you say? <laughs> do, do you guys have a lot of weddings next year? Yeah, we have two weddings. We have one in Hawaii, one in Mammoth. And then the next year, my mom wants to go to Hawaii for her 60th birthday. And then I want to go to Salem for my 30th birthday, which is also next year. And then um, we might go, we go to Palm Springs every year with John's family. And then Thanksgiving, somebody said something about Vegas. So <laughs> we're going to stay home this year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that <laughs> seems like the smart idea. What about you guys? <laughs> yeah, just where mom's coming in town and just gonna explore Eugene, Oregon, and uh, you know look at lights and and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we got our Christmas tree up, and which I, you guys did too. Mm-hmm. We saw your pictures online yeah. and everything. So we, we we cut one down. We no, we didn't cut it down. It it was, but it's it, we went to like a, a a lot, you know, where not a lot. Were there a lot of Christmas trees on this? <laughs> we went to like an actual farm. That's the word I'm trying to okay. say. It's been so long that since I've been to a, a farm, I can't farm. even say the word. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were going to cut one down, but we found one that was already kind of like pre-cut and ready to go. But we were planning on cutting one down. So that was kind of fun. Didn't Myra just post a picture of it? Somebody yeah. did. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's really short too. It's, it's only like uh, probably about four feet tall oh. um but it's because we, we we have obviously we have a lot of, you know enough roof space like ceiling space but like we didn't have any place to put it, it uh that's too much circumference you killed the baby yeah basically <laughs> yeah sadly it's it's but it works it's good it's about as tall as my wife so oh she is like yeah i guess how tall is she like four feet <laughs> no. no she's she's five foot two, five foot two. just kidding <laughs> i love you myra i love you so much anyway all right Corey. <laughs> Where can we find you on cyberspace? <laughs> yeah, you can find me out there in the matrix. Uh, um, Instagram, coordination is where I'm most active. And then, you know, podcast wise, the usual podcast after dark, Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast and ongoing comic book discussion podcast with my buddy Tess. That's me. And you can find me on Instagram as well at Tess Llanos. That's T-E-S-S-L-L-A-N-O-S. I have to say I'm very excited that I realized I have two doubles in my name, two S's and two L's. So here we are. <laughs> and don't forget to rate and review us on any podcaster that lets you. And I guess that would be Apple Podcasts right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, well, I wonder if other ones are going to start doing that. I'm curious if Spotify or whatever is going to start doing that. But yeah, I think, I think yeah, that one's the only one that does it is um, Apple Podcasts. Well... Thank you guys so much for listening to another jolly episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we will see you all in 2020. Yeah. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it. Let let it snow. (laughs) Let let it snow. This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. 
Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.